with that. I would like to get back into the the arguments though for the man. Maybe we'll touch on that later. For the record, I was hanging out in the Google Meet. Oh. <laughs> Were you? That's weird. Yeah. Selling one in there. Apologies. Um, Jeez. How unprofessional of us. What um what, what number, number is on? this? Yeah, wow. It's the six. You're good at that, Charlie. You always remember. Very impressive. <laughs> I, ha I have our website up, so that helps. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I, I always go go through my completed podcast files. It's embedded down like five different folders. Can, can we clean that, up the Google crazy. Drive folder, please? I think it's a mess. Is that where we save them still? You're welcome to please yeah, go for take, it. Take a, take a first stab at it. Well, I think it's my folder, actually. So I'll, yeah, it I'll is do your that. Folder. Okay. Uh, Maybe we should want... get back into blogging, you know? <laughs> oh, <on>. gosh. <laughs> I may do that this summer. <laughs> you do not have time to blog. You do not have time to blog. I definitely can get back on blog a day. The F1newsletter.com. We still pay for that URL. All right. I, I will commit to doing a uh, semi-weekly blog. Topic okay. of my choosing. The last blog was in May 2019. It's been a while. Yeah, I think the written word is an important thing. And you know what? For everyone going for advertising dollars, they're getting into podcasts because you can't, it's hard to skip through an ad. But I am old school. I want to do blogging and I'm going to write some blogs. Great. I respect that. What a thrill to get those newsletters posted every week, you know, <sighs> that we really had. It was, it was, it was. Bernard that was a I, uh, it's, excuse me, a th thrill for who? <laughs> You guys gave Andrew, me. We all had deadlines. We all met those deadlines. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you gave me garbage on a platter and I turned it into a Picasso. Anyway. So, so should we break down the race? <laughs> so let's get into episode 66. Welcome to the pre Letter podcast. We're I don't hold any to, grudges. <laughs> as usual, I think we're breaking down two races. We probably won't even touch upon Spain. So should we just get straight into Monaco? Bingo. Can we just, well, let's just let's just mention that Spain should not be on the calendar anymore. Like, oh. what a terrible race! And it doesn't even have the history of Monaco. There's, like, I don't get why Spain is on the calendar. Which, yeah, can you? Why don't we yeah. do this? Could you just give us the the main reason why for our listeners? Why do you hate Spain? What's the what's your main gripe? Track is nearly impossible to pass on and it's not even a street track it's right. a purpose-built track that it's impossible to pass on which like, is very strange oh my why God. would they build a track like that i don't know was it built for f1 or for like moto gp or something it's it's for sure not a teal k is that that is that is for sure hmm. i love barcelona <laughs> The, the city itself so I, I guess that's a good point the you know sometimes you can like the city but not like the formula one track that is possible yes that is possible <laughs> it's, it's a real shame John. right don't like the city love the track exactly although haven't been to the city so i can't say i it's bet also it is not lovely. azerbaijan is the country not the city i know that so all the viewers just don't even chirp me Aku, we got um, it we're professionals. Kind of a shame to to what is Charlie? Charlie's uh, for the for the listeners. Charlie is literally sticking his head out of his window. I, what, what I he think doing? he's peeing out the window. No, 
Why? Just doing something on my phone over here. Just keep going. Don't you need it? What? The phone that you're not replacing? Uh, the, the phone boys can't, can't get their phones working. Okay. And I'm, so... I'm encrypting and erasing all the data on my old phone so I can responsibly recycle them. Why do you have to do it out the window? They're just all plugged in over here. Oh, okay. Um, it's a shame that Spain and Monaco were back to back. Should I go over the top, the top uh, 10 on Spain? Yeah, let's do that. Just to give a little, little tickler on what happened there. Let's see. Lewis came in first. Blah. Uh, Max came in second. 15 seconds behind. That's not good. Belteri came in third. Leclerc, a very respectable fourth. Sergio, fifth. That's not good for him. Danny Rick, sixth. Carlos Sainz, home race, came in seventh. Lando, eighth. That's not good for Lando. I don't know what happened there. Esteban Ocon, ninth. I think that's pretty good for him. And then Gasly, Always solid, came in tenth. I'll stop there. Yeah, Thoughts? I um, my only thought really was I think pre-race I was bashing Daniel Ricardo, um, and saying kind of Likewise. making fun of fun of him for saying that the car didn't fit his driving style, and he kind of, you know, egg on my face. He kind of made me crow by coming in, probably having his best race of the year coming in. Well, six, he's a listener. But- so here, we will get to Monaco, and I think I will be vindicated. So that's to me, it seems like this was an aberration, but his overall season so far has been quite poor. Robert, you, you had a point there, Rob, or no? Nope. I thought, I thought you had your hand up at one point. Oh, Rob is pointless. <laughs> ah. uh, I, I was very happy with uh, Charles um, and Carlos Sainz in seventh. I think Ferrari is definitely showing some form. So, yes, I think Ferrari looked great in Spain and Monaco, and it's, it's a two-point race at this point between Ferrari and McLaren. Kind of scary for me as a McLaren fan because Ferrari has looked like a very fast team <clears throat> the last two races, and in Monaco, they looked like the fastest team. They actually did get pole and, what was it, and fourth, well, first and fourth, I mean, the best of any team. Yeah, I would say, you know, if we'll get into it, I'm sure. But if Charles didn't have that unfortunate incident, uh, I could pretty much guarantee that Ferrari would have jumped McLaren in the constructors, most likely. Um, and I think uh, if you if you ask Carlos Sainz, I think he would have said that he was challenging for pole in Monaco as well. So I think I'm actually very pleased with Ferrari. I think they're well ahead of schedule of where they said they were. Maybe they were sandbagging a little bit, but I was expecting this year to also be quite frustrating. And it looks like they're, you know, them and McLaren are just definitely challenging for best of the rest with Ferrari maybe going ahead a bit. So very, very pleased so far. I don't remember what happened with Max. He didn't really contend for first there. Uh, he just, he, oh yeah, his tires gave out, right? He was leading hey. much of the race and Lewis. Oh yeah. Oh, he's and Mercedes, to give them credit, kind of caught Red Bull napping again. I mean, maybe napping is not the right phrase because I, I don't know if Red Bull really had another choice. Um, I think they were just, they weren't up to snuff on that race. But he was leading much of it and then got passed in the last, in the final 10 laps. Oh yeah, they they capped Max out and 
Lewis pitted with what the 10, 15 laps or something. Yeah, and then, or yeah. much. I thought it was many more, and it was just they. It was just a matter of time before he caught him again. Dang. That was. I mean, that was good at the front there. That was kind of interesting. I don't remember the, much of the the back the back noise from Ferrari and McLaren, but that was pretty good racing. Well, it wasn't a great race. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot going on. There, there was a good strategy between with Mercedes out strategizing Red Bull, but honestly, there wasn't a whole lot to report from that race. So let's move on to. Uh, right. I'm happy Monaco. to. Great. Would you? Can you give us a summary? I would love, I would love nothing more. <laughs> uh, so everybody, everybody knows Monaco's real race is Saturday. Passing is so difficult on track during the race. Qualifying position is critical. So uh, Ferrari qualified very well. Leclerc took pole. Uh, Max was second. Botas third. And signs fourth, Norris fifth. Um, as everybody was winding up to do their very last flying lap in Q3, Leclerc, who already had pole, preliminary pole position, put it into the wall. I think it was un unintentional, but there's some conspiracy theorists out there. But anyway, he put it into the wall, closed the track down, and so that was the end of Q3. Um, Lewis was way back in P7, and he was, after Saturday, he was very angry at his team. Um, I will be briefer with Sunday because Sunday is less important than Saturday. Leclerc's car broke down on the, not even the warm-up lap, the installation lap, because gearbox failed and he came out. So Max Verstappen was basically on pole. Followed by again, Botas, Sainz, and Norris. And uh, Botas had a wheel nut problem during the race and they couldn't take off his wheel. So he ended retire. And then nothing else changed. I mean, it was a classic Monaco race. Max started on basically pull, finished the race in first. Sainz was the next person who didn't have a catastrophic problem in the pits. He finished second. And Norris came in third. And Lewis finished, what, like six or seven or something? I mean, he had a fine race, but it, his strategy was nothing to write home about. And he was even more steamed during the race about that. So it ended up Max and Red Bull have taken the lead in both the Drivers' Championship and the Constructor' Championship, which is, I think, the biggest takeaway from Moscow. Yeah, Um I guess a couple things. One is uh, it wasn't a gearbox issue that did Leclerc in. It was actually a drive shaft issue. So I just want to clarify. That actually came out today. So they did the um, analysis. They determined that it wasn't gearbox. Um, we did have some debates about should, should Ferrari had re replaced the gearbox before the race and taken a five grid spot penalty. I agreed with the decision not to do that. I thought you were sitting on pole. Uh, you did your checks. Things look good. It's so hard to pass. Go for it. Um, unfortunately, there was an issue with a drive shaft, which you can look that up, what that is, a drive shaft hub that they did not check, and that did in. unfortunately. Go ahead, Rob. So I have to say, that's a no-brainer for me for Ferrari in Monaco not to 
take the grid spot penalty because if you drop down to sixth place, you're not gonna you're not gonna finish on the podium. Like you're gonna finish yeah. in sixth or worse. So but you get points. Take, but... Roll roll the dice. Yeah, roll the dice. A totally. win in Monaco for a Leclerc who lives in Monaco, who's born in Monaco, Monegasque. You gotta go for that. Go for Huge. it. Hey, totally. li- yeah, live on the edge. Come on. Totally agree. Totally agree. So the drive um, shaft, I mean, it was caused by the his crash. They did yes, say it that. Was. But could yeah. they have replaced that? Um, yes, they could us? have. If they had, yes, if they had figured oh. that out, but they didn't even check it. They had, mm. so I actually didn't know that. So they, why, why didn't they check it? They have an hour after qualifying before the car is sealed. Then oh. they get the car back at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So they have about Zulu? five hours. Don't know about Zulu time. <laughs> they have five hours to do their checks. That's when they ran all their gearbox checks. Everything was cool. They didn't even look at the drive shaft hub because that was what they said that it was a mistake. Dang. And there's a very clear explanation. And that's why I don't understand like this, this thought process of, of course you risk it. What's there to risk? Like, yeah, they're fine the issue or they don't find the issue, right? It's not like some gam- calculated gamble. No, I was saying, I thought the issue was not that they could have replaced it with no penalty and they just didn't find it. I thought the issue was we looked, it looked okay. The safe thing would have been to do, put a new one in, take the penalty, but we're going to risk it. I thought that was the situation. If Andrew's telling me that the situation is, if we had looked a little harder, we could have found it and replaced it and still kept on pole. Obviously, hey, that would have been to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in, and I'm telling you because that's what I'm reading on some trusted websites that that's what the, that's what the conclusion was from the Ferrari engineers. So, I think it was an unfortunate thing. I agree with Charlie what you're saying is that there really was no risk. The gearbox was fine. So they weren't going to replace that. Um, unfortunately, something else was damaged. I, um, like I, could, I would like to call all websites paddock sources. Sure, um, paddock sources. Sure. I was, uh, it was actually really, in, I thought it was interesting um, how Carlos Sainz was just so uh, forward about how upset he was with, with what Leclerc his crash is kind of funny. Like, I mean, obviously the guy didn't mean to crash. It was an accident, but Carlos Sainz couldn't help it, but just being so upset with, with Leclerc for doing it. Cause he thought he was going to finish on pole. Same with Max. Like if you listen to the, the radio during Q3, they were all just like cursing Leclerc out for what he did. <laughs> it was great. Hey, I, you know, I think that's part of uh, racing and I, you know, obviously in the heat of the moment, they're going to, be hot yeah. under the collar, but uh, you know, don't don't leave it till the last lap of qualifying yeah. to try and get your time in. Like, go put a time in, a good time in earlier. And so they, that's, that's they, they they said that to Max, and he was like, I don't know. He gave some answer like, yeah, but it never happens. Like that never's the case. Like you know, no one does that. And it's like okay, but but that's why you. So that's why you, it could happen, right? And it did. So kind of I mean, point. Hey, look, nobody's got a better catalog of Max mistakes than I do. And I will tell you, Max Verstappen put it in the wall at Monaco. I think it was four or five years ago. So, look, dude, you you must know better than anyone. Actually, it was at the same exact wall. So, (laughs) I'm worried for Rob. He's got a problem with Max. (laughs) So, like... For Max to be like, oh, God, God, wow, that never happens to me. Come on, dude. You did the exact same thing. 
you know. Yeah. That is too I, bad. Uh, he deserved a, a better race. That's um, quite unfortunate. Don't that, would have been that. Awesome. that would have been awesome for the hometown, hometown boy to uh, win in a down year for Ferrari. I was I was even wearing my Ferrari shirt. They, the guys can tell you oh. I went over to Charlie's wearing my Ferrari shirt. I uh, just, just gutted. But I like, hey. he, he just walks over, gets his girl out of the stands, you know? Yeah. Nice yep. move. Nice move. You know, we had probably the biggest discussion of the day was talking about who Max Verstappen was now dating. We all were <laughs> saying that he was dating Pierre Gasly's <laughs> baby mama. Not right. It's actually Daniel Kafiat. <laughs> and is she mama. 21 or 31? Did we ever figure that out? She's 31. 31. Yeah, and she's the daughter of um, Nelson World Champ. Yeah. yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so there's some pedigree there. That'd be a one heck of a, a driver if they had a kid. I bet. But um, what a yeah. snoozer she's, of a she, race! She's already, she's already got a kid with a driver. Yeah, are we are we uh, discounting that kid? <laughs> yeah, not as good. Um, yeah, snoozer of a race. I, I think the most interesting part was probably the Lewis Hamilton strategy. I thought that was pretty pretty fascinating. What um, was he trying to do? The overcut? So he was the first to pit, actually. And he was trying to do the undercut. Wasn't he, try, he was trying to do an undercut, right? He was he was behind Gasly. And actually there's a there's a pretty good article on the if you check out some paddock, uh, paddock sources from Julian Palmer, who I actually really enjoy. I think he does a good job of breaking down some of the in-race strategy and then explaining it to us. Um, he's on TV? Which one's he? He's not on TV, but I read... No, he writes articles on oh, Formula1.com. Yeah. And so Lewis pitted to try to do the undercut, um, but then he came... But he was one second behind Gasly when he did that. And then when he came out, he was on hard tires and he said that Mercedes this year has really struggled to get the tires up to temperature. So now he's doing a poor outlap. Gasly was able to gain even more time on him by staying out for one more lap. Then he comes in, is able to get out in front of Lewis. Now he's on hard tires, he's slower. And so he's actually backing Lewis up, giving the cars in front of Gasly more of a cushion. And that's why, uh, Vettel and someone else, I forget who it was, they were able to pit and come out in front of them. And that's what Lewis was really, really upset with. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting to, to watch that go down. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And then obviously compound that for Mercedes with what happened to Botas, which was laugh out loud, funny. And um, <laughs> one of the worst I mean, races for Mercedes in, that I can remember. I felt bad for Botas because here was a chance for his teammate, his superstar teammate to not do well. Yes. And he's, yep. compete, he's contending for the win. Yeah. And this is not his fault at all. Like, I, I struggle to, to, I struggle, I'm speechless. I struggle to understand how, where in a in the sport where you're putting four hundred million dollars in, you haven't solved the problem of cross threaded cross threaded wheel nuts, like WTF. <laughs> it's okay. I don't. Maybe you could educate me on the, that that issue. I'm not so when they too... put the tire back on, they cross threaded them. That's what happened. Yes, it was put on cross threaded. Did so they know that? Happened, no, you don't know. 
So, so this happened to me when okay. I used to, when I used when I we used to get my tires changed by the so-called pros, and they use those wheel guns. So they're pneumatic powered, and you go, and those guns have enough force to overcome uh, a thread misalignment. So it can go on where the threads are not, you know, meshing together as they're designed to be, and instead. One is at an angle and it's kind of chewing through and it ends up getting locked in place. Anyway, I never understood how one thread could be chewing it through, but not all the others. Well, I think they all do because they're all misaligned. Okay. Okay. And I'm on board. Anyway, then it gets kind of frozen in place. And so when they tried to, so for my car, they had to actually just cut off the entire uh, bolt and reinstall it. For Mercedes, they had to, as they were trying to take off this frozen wheel nut with their pneumatic gun, it just stripped the nut so it couldn't come off anymore. They called it, they said machined online, but it it stripped off the metal where it was supposed to grip the nut. And then there was nothing to grip to take off the nut. So there's no way to get this wheel off. Boom, we're done. So... When I change my tires, my wheels twice a year, I make it a point to only use hand force because you'll know with hand force if it's cross-threaded because it takes a lot more force to put on. Maybe the solution for Formula One is to get some good old-fashioned hand winching. That would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? Just for the, I'd like to also clarify the record here. When you say, when you put your wheels on, you make sure to use hand force. You will have no other option. You don't have a wheel gun. Well, I could have a wheel gun. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make clear you don't. So, well, okay. but the reason why I haven't bought one is because I think there's a virtue to. <laughs> what does a wheel gun go for? Oh man, not sure. I mean, Formula yeah. One. So you have to be taking off your wheels a lot. So I mean, just thinking through, thinking this through. Shouldn't uh, uh, if you're spending four hundred million dollars a year, shouldn't the wheel gun tell you whether it's requiring more torque than usual to install the nut or uninstall the nut, and kind of like that cause you to back off? Did I just I solve think, Mercedes? I problem? think the sorry, but I, I think the budget is one hundred ninety million this year, right? Oh, maybe now we understand. So why that's problem why, is. yeah, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> It's only $190 million. There's so just no way to solve a cross they, wheel nut issue. They, they couldn't get the wheel off before they left Monaco. Still on there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cut, cut, the, cut the wheel off. Yeah, you have to you have to cut the entire bolt off. Which I don't know how the bolts work on a Formula One car, but it's a thing it, 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 it got pretty awkward watching that, to I'll be honest with you. I thought I hope this guy gets off this, you know, and just couldn't get it off terrible or poor botas like does that guy ever catch a break never i know you kind of make your own luck but sometimes he has bad luck that's not not his fault (laughs) i mean they couldn't put him out there on one old tire no you're not not allowed to use mixed sets so they would have had to leave the old set on but then you actually the regulations require you to switch so he couldn't have finished dang there were no crashes, huh? My sources, my paddock sources are telling me that 90% of Monaco 
Grand Prix have safety cars. Yeah, and everyone's were snacking not. on a safety car. That's yep. what I'm hearing from my sources. <laughs> my sources are also telling me, because I heard Lewis say this, he was like, it's so funny listening to him. He was just like, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you guys, this is just a, a terribly boring race. Like, even when I'm winning it and just winning the race and leading every lap, it's just so boring. <laughs> what a guy. Like, okay, dude, <laughs> just stop it. Oh, man. Hilarious. Uh, he, he had a, such a bad weekend. He did. I, I think, he, I, I think I, he's nervous. About what? Losing the championship? I think should we, so. Should we talk about the current standings? Yeah, let's. Please. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll tell you what they are. Current standings is a huge weekend for Max. Max is in first overall. Is he winning by one point? Is that right? Four. Four points. And Red Bull is in first over Mercedes. I think they're only winning by one point. It's like 149 to 148 or something like that. That's correct. That is right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, really a stellar Red Bull weekend. I mean, this is – I know Rob hates on Max, but deep down, Rob, you have to be happy that there's another team in contention for the championship. Come yes, on. I would I would love for Sergio Perez to win the championship. <laughs> oh, you're, what about Red Bull wins the constructor, but somehow Max doesn't win the driver? Terrific. Okay. Cool. Speaking of uh, – Sergio, there you go. When, when do we put major pressure on these? For the most part, except for Valtteri, for the most part, these guys are new in their cars. But when are we starting to put real pressure on these? On Perez, Ricardo, um, I'll throw Alonso in. The, the guys that are new in their car and have fewer than half the points of their teammates. I mean, understandably, they're getting used to the cars, but what race in the season do we say, like, okay, maybe they just don't have it anymore? So we have coming up, Canada got turned into Turkey, got turned into Austria. So it's going to be Austria, and then I think Austria too. I no. think... What? 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 No, you no. just skipped two races. <laughs> I did? Yeah, we have uh, Azerbaijan and then France. <laughs> Uh, Bakuri, right. please. And then <laughs> and then the two Austrias. All right. What? I think by I think then by Austria one, <laughs> you gotta be where you need to be. Huh? Okay. That's uh, two more races. That's wait, wait, what? <laughs> Austria. I'm just checking the schedule now. I've got it up. Um Baku? I mean, no one's getting canned of those oh. drivers. No one's getting canned mid-season. So a I think no, but when do when do we drop the hammer? Yeah, wh- when do we get Oh, some real I already I dropped the hammer on Danny Rick last. I, I I eased up a little bit because Rob, I did think he made a good point with their their new drivers, and uh, you did make that comment about do we really think Alonso is a worse driver than Ocon? Uh, maybe <laughs> I think he is. I mean, hat tip to Sebastian Vettel. He had a big weekend. Oh. he's he's the one guy ahead of his teammate as as a new new car. Hey. I also yeah, want to touch on Lance Stroll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I have some. I may be joining the Charlie Hate train of Alonzo. He you. came out. He came out this uh, <laughs> last couple of days saying that basically he was kind of giving Carlos Sainz a little bit of praise for coming in second. At the same time, he was saying when he was at Ferrari and when he was coming in second place after the race, it just felt like a funeral because. 
people were just saying, when are you going to win? And just like, why, why are you even talking about, why are you complaining about that? And he was like, you know what? It was, it was, it came off as just like, so like sour grapes. What are you doing, dude? Get a comment. It's just so pathetic. You know, it was college kid going back to high school and be like, I used to run this place, man. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Let let me on the table. Yeah. What about, what about it's like a graduate going back to college? (laughs) The old, the old guy that goes back, goes back to his old dorm, you know, and wants to play. I can relate. Look, I can relate. (laughs) He's like trying to chum it up with George Russell. They're, they're exchanging helmets. Like, yeah. Um, I'm feeling kind of bad for him. Like, what did what did he finish in? Set like 17th. He qualified 17th. Can he get a Q3? What's going on? Where did he finish yeah. last? It's very, it's very, it is very concerning. I think he's got a lot. He's hoping that in 2022 it's like a total mix-up and he's delivered a great car. Uh, yeah, I don't have high hopes for that. And I finished 13th. He's made just some of the worst career decisions. <laughs> oh man oh. should we do life um, updates or more race yeah. talk even life updates hmm. hit us john hit us, hit us off uh okay let's let's try to work backwards here um my oh there's actually a big weekend my parents were in town this past weekend I guess I steal an Andrew's thunder a little bit here, but I think I have to for context. It was Emmett's first birthday on Thursday, Friday, Friday, Friday. So there was a little party and the grandparents came up and included great to see Anne, of course, um, and my parents, uh, they stayed with me, got to see myself and Liz and Connor. And they met Dolores, our wonderful nanny. And, uh, yeah, but then we went over for a little birthday party. Actually, it was a jam-packed weekend, to be honest. Well, what a full dance card we had. I Birthday party for Emmett. And then we, we ran that right back into grill beer sesh at Grant's, right? Uh, yep. all Most of the pups were there. Andrew didn't bring Copley. That's too bad. Um, that was fun. Um, and then Sunday, we had a little race watch. Yeah, good really solid weekend um it was oh, hotter than hell though andrew and i got so much flack for wearing pants to this party it's like we should re- yeah you know, like everyone everyone shows up wearing swim trunks basically like you know we're going to the beach i mean i i get invited to a classy party i'm putting on you know, summer weight chinos sue me I'd, I'd also like to talk about this yeah me too yeah, <laughs> let's, let's put a let's put a pin in it let's come back to and that. uh let's see what else have i been up to nothing nothing too much mensch moved by me i uh <laughs> can you say that <laughs> what what do you okay. what do you say no, I, no can you give yourself that kind of credit but okay Continue. i think so i mean Liz has got a nice little weekend coming up in Newport. Mensch moved my lead. I said she could go, and uh, I'd, I'd watch the crew here. So, yeah, I'm just gearing up for that coming up. But otherwise, yeah, all good. All good here. Um, a couple new neighbors settling in. Next. I'll, I'll go. Hmm. Um, it was Becky's birthday two weekends ago. 
So we had a little Mother's Day day celebration, which was nice. And then the weekend after, Becky went down to Nantucket, did some biking around, got some delicious meals in, great bike path and inf infrastructure out there. Um, yeah, then I went up to a, for a, a single night in Maine, kind of uneventful trip there. Um, yeah, and then barbecue last weekend, Ashmont Yard Sale last weekend, which was a delight to walk through, although I didn't score anything. I tried to buy some wood ducks, but they're only selling a collection of 15 of them, and I couldn't, they didn't want to sell just one. So that was a little bit of a bummer. Um, oh, Scott was up. Yeah, Scott yep. came and visited, stayed with, stayed with me. Um, yeah, that's, it. that's about it. Could you have, um, I'm just thinking now, I didn't think about this at the time. What if you had bought all the ducks and then sold them off individually? I, I thought about that. Why did you, that's, you definitely would have made a profit, no? I, I don't know the market for ducks. <laughs> You're going to be holding inventory. Uh, you know what? I bet you those ducks are at next year's Ashmont Yard sale. <laughs> Scott is probably, I mean, he's been to how many Montreal GPs too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, some really famous stories with him. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the, the trip to the airport. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't even start with that. <laughs> um, the weather debacle. He has triggered me big time. Rob, do you want to go? Life <sighs> taking a moment for, for that but uh yeah so let me go reverse chronologically and mix things up um i'm on paternity leave part two of three i'm so i get six weeks of paternity leave i'm taking it in one week one week that's long over long past i'm now in my two-week period then i'm going to go back to work and i'm going to take a three-week period sometime over the summer so I'm in a nice two week period. I'm finishing up my second, I'm starting my second week now. Uh, and uh, my daughter and I went for a nice walk in the woods today. And I am working on a refi of my mortgage. And so that's basically how I spend my days. I'm, I'm still chugging away at my model, <laughs> my model airplane. But it's what for a run today. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, this is the life that I was meant to lead. I tell you that. Um, oh gosh, you're going to be paralyzed by that refi decision. I, I guarantee it. Just like I'm paralyzed by my new phone decision. Um, no, I'm. I've already decided what I'm doing. I just have to. Oh, okay. We'll see. Call this guy. Are, the, are those um, the woods I, I that, that um, Newton tried to steal from BC? Yeah. No, these are adjacent to those, but this is a. 120 110 year old uh garden that's been bequested to the city it's so close to bc what's yeah, it called? I've, I've, I've never even heard about this until today houghton houghton, houghton gardens right off suffolk suffolk road i think in chestnut hill uh, I really have to past, go into those back neighborhoods. This past weekend was very nice. We had a on Friday night. We met our had our first dinner party with our neighbors that we've kind of ever connected with in Newton. Have, after having lived here all two years, um, they're great people. Their all, names are also O'Brien. No, no relation. That went later than expected and harder than expected. 
And uh, then Saturday, we had a nice tennis tennis event with the Helm family where we all mm. played tennis together and then had a barbecue back at our place. A lot of the Helms are demoing tennis rackets. So there was a lot of sharing of passing around of tennis rackets. Where'd you guys play? Down at the uh, public courts at Warren High School, since we're not members of the tennis club yet. They're still looking into us. You guys stooped to the lows of a public court, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had to. What do you have to do Uh, to get into the club? uh, Have dinner parties with other neighbors. I think, so we submitted an application and then when a space opens up, I do think that we have to attend a social event. Oh my gosh. Just to play tennis? And Is Annie worried go, about your attendance at that? Annie school? might go with another guy. <laughs> tennis me. Oh, you're married to the, the B guy, huh? I think we're going to pass. Oh, yeah, the so, half guy. <laughs> the, the Bs are going very well. Thank you very much for bringing that up. I opened them up last weekend, and there are a lot of larvae. Larvae? Larvae. Larvae. Um, <laughs> That, that I saw. And so looks like we're going gangbusters. I mean, it is the season. Um, yep. How did you get to Houghton Garden? I had to drive. Oh, oh you drove, oh. did you? No, this is, gonna, this is one of there my biggest, go. this is one of my biggest problems That's with fraternity leave. A great piece and, of journalism by Andrew <laughs> And one of the reasons why I'm d- delaying half of it until later dorothy is too young to be put into a bike seat at this point and so because i'm a hero for the planet i trade off with the nanny and take lee so i can drop off merle via bike so i've got two kids who are bike seat competent i take them i trade off the five-month-old who let's be honest is boring as hell you know what I would like to see you do? Take the green line? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stroller to the green line. That green is... line to Chestnut Hill. Very easy walk to Houghton Garden. I'm looking no, at the map I right concur. now. I concur. Because because on the way back from there, I picked up Morel at school. So it was a, I definitely was able to bundle the trips and minimize my harm to the environment. But okay, I only uh, did what I could do. Just want you to think about what you've done. Um, yeah. So, so not not a huge lot. Of, oh, I do have I do have one up one additional update with summer coming up. Annie and I traditionally have spent a lot of time in Drake's Island, Maine, and I am starting a feud with the entire island over their uh, fee structure for belonging to the club on the island. So I'll, 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 just drop, I'll just drop that teaser now. We haven't paid the dues yet. After I write that check, then I'm going to be steaming mad, and that's when the best content will be generated. I mean, it's not a big check to write, if I'm being honest with you, right? It's, it's, the, it's, it's the principle of the matter, Andrew, and I will be steaming mad. <laughs> Everyone that I've explained this to really sees, once you look at the fee structure, no one sees any problem with the fee structure. But oh, I, I haven't it. been, 
I haven't been on island. I don't know what this all right, all right, all right. You, you just figured me. I'm, like. I'm talking about it now. I'm talking about it now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay, can you can you try to explain it? Anybody who wants can go on to diia.org and look at this. I, 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 I almost jumped into hyperbole, but can look at this out absolutely outrageous fee structure for themselves. There is a flat fee to join the, the club, the club for the year to for a family and allows you to use the facilities and which include as one of the biggest expenses of the club, the day camp for kids. Which so you have to pay the team counselor salaries. Right. That, that's not the complete story. Yeah. It's, that, it allows participation in all programs. That's what camp, you said. Events. Use all and, the facilities. And use of the tennis courts. All of the facilities. Okay. Then, so that's $150 for a family for a year. Then, if you want to have the ability to reserve a tennis court, it's an additional $50 per person per year. So for a typical family of five, like Ahmed, it's 150 if we want to send our kids to day camp and with all the attendant fees, but it's 250, nearly double if we no. want to be able to reserve. Yes, yes. You, Dorothy is not reserving court, so do not include Dorothy in the 50. No, so 50 for me, 50 for Annie. Yes. That's $100 plus 150 is 250. It's nearly why, double. Why do you both need the ability to, to reserve a court? Wow. One could reserve pretzel. the court. For, That's Carolyn, asked the, Carolyn asked the same question yesterday. Couldn't just one of you reserve the court? Yeah. I, well, then it, gets, <laughs> then, it, then it gets into issues of if Annie reserves the court, but I'm the one playing on it. So do people but, kind of get upset about that? But Rob, one thing that, and you probably know this, but if you want to send your kid to day camp, you you have to pay extra money. There's a small arts and crafts fee for the, for the little kid day camp, but for the big kid day camp, there's no extra fee. Okay, that was not clear on the site. It, to me, I read it as if you want to go to camp, you have to pay... It looks like a weekly fee. Like yeah. 30... 2520. I am related to the child. I'm related yeah. to the president. And okay. I am told that the fee is for the little kids to cover arts and crafts supplies. Okay. For the and what 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 age does the older kid camp kick in? Is that above seven? I think. I I don't know. I've been so blinded by her age, I don't know. Okay, that could change my because I was thinking that all the kids camp you had to pay a weekly fee, which to me then seemed like it would. I don't think then you have a leg to stand on. So I think there are two principled ways to do this. One is to open the club finances, open the kimono, as the business guys say, and say, here are the percentages <laughs> of our costs, and everybody's going to do an a la carte fee based on their their events percentages or you could and i think this is more neighborly just say hey look we're there's going to be some cross subsidization this is a neighborhood association everyone's just paying a flat fee deal with it what doesn't make any sense is to have this tennis reservation fee that is 
wildly disproportionate. I mean, if it were a small thing like nominal $10, fine. But to make it nearly doubling the cost to reserve a court, like it seems isn't, is it Isn't that economics? You're charging a fee so that the people who care about tennis the most are going to pay that fee to reserve the court because they want to play tennis the most. Yeah, $10 fee is stupid because no one, no one cares are, about why it. Are, why are there not these economic arguments for any other event? Hey, if you want to send your kid to, to day camp, which is a huge value, why wouldn't you just pay 50 bucks extra? Do but, it. but is, is tennis, to me, I'm just, as an outsider, it seems as though tennis may be the biggest um, activity on island it seems Gills like there's, are a made big, on the there's a big sport. there's a big tournament there's a huge competition uh families are torn apart yes. friendships <laughs> are lost I and, and all of that is settled in the court <clears throat> reservation system which you have to pay to get into i would say that the biggest thing that drake's island improvement association does is run the day camp and as evidence for this assertion I will say that when the tennis courts need to be resurfaced, they needed to raise money outside of the association to resurface the courts, which I find to be absolutely that, that part seems That part seems wrong, but I'm okay but with the reservation. Like, yeah, and it does seem like they are subsidizing the camp a bit. So I, it's I just think fine, already, but, but yeah. like, why, why, make single out tennis as a thing that does it like there's a basketball court kids are playing basketball all the time there like <laughs> charge them a fee. yeah but they're going to get the most money out of the tennis people because yeah. of the demand for tennis so it's, it's a wise move high of, there's not that high of a demand for tennis just the helms then, does your, then, does why, your, then why do you need a reserve at all so yeah. this used to be a thing because i'm told by my parents-in-law that unless you arrived on friday pretty early you couldn't reserve a spot for saturday and then on saturday it was booked up so it used to be there was full demand so my I think question you should is create a new tennis court if there's so. no demand don't pay for the reservation and just play when it's open no because then somebody so it's sporadic it's a sporadically filled calendar but then you <laughs> so want there's like, demand there's some demand but it's not a full calendar so it's like yeah. do you want to bet have the ability to kick people off I, I don't know. Like, yeah, do you? That's worth. Is that worth fifty dollars to you? Of course it is. But okay, then what? You know what's what? the argument here? So is day camp <laughs> is day camp worth more than one hundred and fifty dollars to a family? Yes, of course it is. So Jesus it's like Christ. things aren't but being priced at market prices anymore. So like, why is tennis being singled out for? Why don't you send your kids to day camp? I need to have them to have as little Drake Island influence in their lives as possible. That place is sick. Can I make a suggestion? It might be nice to send your kids to camp and you get a little alone time. I think I'm not, I'm not going up you, this summer. You need some sort of reset here. <laughs> well, I think if you're not going looking, up, then you shouldn't, then you shouldn't care because you don't you have should any definitely not pay the $50 then. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what's the scene like when you're just going off on Drake's in front of the whole crew? All gang up, they all gang up on me. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like a Name your name your name your Disney movie. I, I think you've been looking for this fight for months now, and you finally found it. What is uh, and it's it's sad. It makes me sad because <laughs> deep down, I know you. I know you like Drake's. That's oh, just, look, that's the truth. Everybody agrees that it's a dumb system. It's just 
the, the the only defense I've ever been given is that's the way things were, and the other defenses there what at one point there was extreme demand for court, so they were trying to use that to to raise some additional but it, money. But it seems like your argument is not that you wanna you you think it's unfair to charge for the reservation system, but you, that you think the basic camp is not being charged enough. No. I think as a proportion to go to have a family's bill go from 150 to 250 for the okay so so what if it went from 300 to 400 you'd be fine with that less objectionable but still that, objectionable. that's my point you're objecting to a low-cost camp it's not not like you're objecting to the tennis it's not just the camp term it's all the is every activity it's saying why why is Basically, if you want to play tennis, you have to pay twice, twice as much. The, what are, what other activities are going going out of that that there's, there's there's a there's a basketball court. There's <laughs> basketball tournaments. There are those must camp. be uh, great tournaments to watch. Love to see that quality of play. <laughs> okay, so so you just named pickup basketball. <laughs> what else? There there are two there are two playgrounds which are used extensively. Okay, but you can't use the playgrounds playground? if you don't. Hey, hey, is that the rule? I mean, you're not supposed to. You're making these grounds sound like Wimbledon. I, I've been here. It's not like it's that at all. Public park. It's like a, mu a muni court. Yeah, I mean, if that. It's like a patch of grass, if I recall. Yeah, right. And so for if you're paying $250 a year to play tennis, don't you think the court should be a little bit better? I, th I think we got to move on from drinks. <laughs> okay. Maybe we can just wrap up. I never did my life update. Just a quick one. <laughs> Maybe I should pay for a membership on to Drake's Island Club. This is this is fascinating. And I, I do think we should have a breakout pod where we just get into the finals. I don't want to see you open your kimono. Uh, please. Um, yeah, I mean, John kind of said everything about my life update. Uh, it, was, it was Emmett's birthday. It was a great time. Carolyn did a great job planning a little party. Very small, intimate gathering with the grandparents. Uh, he had cake. Dan was here. That was really fun. Scott was here. It felt like in college when you you know you tailgate, you go to the football game, you come back, you you party more. That's kind of what it was like. Uh, oh, with those all. are the best. Yeah, those are exhausting days. Yeah, uh, it was quite hot, quite warm. Um, oh yes, the pants. Let's get back we'll to go back to the pants. pants. And yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed that no nothing was bought at the Ashmont yard sale, but maybe next year. Me too. Um, but great weekend, and it was fun to watch the race with with the crew. So another good race watch, which I think we should keep going. Charlie made some um, some good scrambled eggs, so can't wait to see what he cooks up for us at the next race watch. Breakfast <laughs> potatoes, delicious sourdough bread. Yeah. So I wore pants, and um, I too wore pants. I, the second I walked in, it was just like shot after shot at me that, i think brian lobbied a couple of volleys it was 85 degrees with not a cloud in sight and 50 percent humidity just let's just get that so what there. what what protects your legs from the sun yeah pants sunscreen i was <laughs> sunscreen. wearing let me let me set the stage i was wearing a very uh heat friendly shirt that i bought in thailand do you know what place hotter than thailand tell me i'll wait no Singapore. Wore that shirt. Yeah, Singapore, maybe. And I wore pants. Yes. Did I wear pants? I did. I would do it again if it was the same temperature <laughs> next week. Not just any look. pants. Jeans. 
Look, Denim. my both of my grandfathers, greatest generation, were almost never seen in shorts. And yes. if it's good, pants are good enough for them. God damn it, they're good enough for me. Yeah, thank you. So we have three pant boys on this pod. Oh, absolutely. Nice. I wore anything bad about my grandfather, but I don't think we should be doing everything the previous generations did. <laughs> the, the, these these boys in their shorts and thong sandals. Sorry, yeah, their thong backs. <laughs> Disgusting. Show more skin. Just, what is what is wrong with you three? <laughs> When's the next race? Not this weekend, huh? I better never weeks. catch one of you in shorts ever again. First ever weekend. again. First week. No, <laughs> please go throw out all your shorts. <laughs> throw them all out. Do it. I'll have respect for one of you if you do that. <laughs> but you won't. That's what I thought. Okay. Case closed. Shorts have a place, but not when it's <laughs> not, not, a, tolerable. not at a barbecue when it's 85 degrees. Not at a Can formal I... gathering. No, no, sir. Can I still I wear, wear my kimono or no? <laughs> <laughs> With pants under it. Oh, man. All right, when's the next race? Let's give a little teaser. June 4th. June 3rd. We're going 4th. to Baku, which I, is really becoming my favorite course. I, I love Baku. Great I track. Love the, I love the high-speed straights. There's going to be down to be passing down that main straight. It's a, it's a street course style, so there's going to be a... Say there's going to be some wall crashes, maybe one or two, and then... We've had some very famous incidents and we've had some very jumbled podiums and finishes. So it's always been a good race since it got introduced. I love it. Uh, I feel good about McLaren because of the straight being the real best overtaking spot. I think that the Mercedes engine is going to do well in the McLaren. Sorry, Andrew. Hey, hey, I can't wait to see the the results on on the track. Race watching Newton? What are we thinking? Or you mean oh. Drake's? <laughs> no, I will certainly not. Race watching Newton sounds good. Let's do it. Look for, look for the invite. I'm a I'm a tentative. Oh, where are you gonna be? I think the Mitchells are coming up for Jan's B Day. Oh, would you get her? Um, I'll have to ask Becky. What if she listens to this pod? Don't say. Good point. All right. All right. <clears throat> Later. Festivities planned. Great pod, guys. Good, good pod. Good pod. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Long live shorts.